Today on Bridges, we'll be talking about strength. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us. And I always think uh, just the way that God works, you know, whatever subject maybe that I'm studying or teaching on is the case with so many of us. That's the area that we really get tested. So we're talking about strength and you'll be noticing today that I'll be reading my notes from my phone. And that's because I forgot my laptop at home and my tablet. And then we got the great idea I could use this tablet that belongs to the station, but it's not really working. So that's just there for pretend. But the notes are all here on my phone, so we will do it that way. Today, as we look at strength, we will talk about how the promise of Christ is for everyone and what that can mean to us in our daily lives. We're talking about boldness and courage and then also our prayer life and the role that that plays in our strength. So we're going to be in the book of Ephesians today. We're going to be looking at the third chapter at some verses there, and I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version. And the book of Ephesians, of course, is written by the Apostle Paul. Now, there are some arguments about that, but there are arguments about everything. I think most scholars are really sure that Paul wrote the book. And he says, I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. So this is one of the letters, the letters to the church of Ephesus that Paul wrote while imprisoned. You want to talk about strength, that when you are restrained, constrained, you're in prison. And yet he's still leaning into God. He's still pinning scripture by the authority of the Holy Spirit. This is an example of strength for you and me today and all the challenges that we face in our life, at the job site, at church, all of the places that we have to continue to stay in God's presence so that our strength can be renewed. And so Paul begins in Ephesians 3, 1, and he talks about wanting to share a mystery with the church of of Ephesus, and he gets down to verse 6, so it's Ephesians 3, 6, and he says, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So truth number one for today is that the promise of Christ is for everyone, Jews, Gentiles, everyone. Now, I want to say this because in today's present day and time, the promise of Christ for everyone is not a shocker like it was in those days. Remember in in these biblical times, in this time in which Paul was on the earth and he's incarcerated, incarcerated uh, penning scripture, at this time, all people had seen was really religion and that the Jews were God's chosen people and that the Gentiles didn't have a way to get in on all of the good stuff, meaning the gospel. But yet when Jesus came to earth and he did his work and the finished work on the cross, he made a way for also for Gentiles to come in. Remember, we're talking about strength today. And I want you to give some thought and consideration to all of the things that drain our strength, like, for example, arguing. Think about in this biblical day when this is being said, this letter is going to the church of Ephesus, and Paul says under the Holy Spirit's leadership that the mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. Okay, so to the Gentiles, that's good news. To the Jews, they're like, what? This is not at all. No, not those Gentiles. Like, this is not how 
we go to church. This is not a part of our synagogue. Their world is being rocked. And you know and I know when our world is being rocked, when what we believe is challenged, when we come up against something, it's like, no, mm -mm. I've never seen it that way before. It wears us out, right? We work to try to argue about it. We're thinking about it. We're trying to figure out in our own minds, even though the book of Proverbs tells us, trust in the Lord, right? With all of your own heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. But what do we do? I mean, I can tell you what I do. I say, okay, yes, Lord, I trust you. But I'm, I'm like still trying to figure this out. Like what... What do you, what do you mean by that? Or why is this happening? Or uh, what is the lesson here for me to learn? And that's a good question. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But sometimes we're just in process. God doesn't always tell us why we're going through what we're going through. He asks us to trust Him. And as we trust Him and as we obey our strength is renewed. So this truth number one, that the promise of Christ is for everyone, can either deprive us of strength, where we're trying to argue about who's not going to get in. And you know, in today's world, it might not be the Jew and Gentile thing, right? But this church will look at that church and they'll be like, well, we're non-denominational over here. And they're like, well, we're the first church of the holy whatever over here. And we do it right. And blah, blah, blah. It wears us out. We don't have any strength left for joy in living because we've just been arguing with everybody about who gets in and who doesn't get in. And Paul is saying, this is the mystery, Church of Ephesus. And yet today, guys, this is the mystery. The promise of Christ is for everyone. It's a whosoever will gospel. Whoever comes to him, he in no wise casts out. You want to talk about strength? Think about the purpose for your life and for my life. That every single day, as many challenges and hiccups and all of that that come our way, right? The unwanted, the unwelcome. The promise of Christ is for everyone. And we get to get up and live out biblical truth and faith renew our strength rather than getting drained by all the hoopla and all the drama of this world. I'll say this, if you watch too much news, oh, you're going to be drained of some major strength because I just can't even, there's a spin on the spin on the spin. We are beyond spin cycle in this day and time. I don't even know what it is, but I do know that the one truth is that the Bible is the word of God. Every word in it is true, 
and anybody that disagrees with it or wants to fight about it, well, they're just wrong, and I'm not going to get into all of that. Because the Bible says don't give ourselves, right, to foolish arguments. And I'm seeing today, we are all seeing social media, broadcast TV, streaming platforms, everybody just wants to argue who's right, who's right, who's wrong, who's wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Deep breath, everybody. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No man is coming to him except coming to God, except through Jesus. And the promise of Christ is for everyone. And if you want to be strong and live in the victory that God's promised, because he says we're not just conquerors, we're more than conquerors. But to be more than a conqueror, we have to walk in biblical strength. That means to accept God's word as the truth. Paul, even just to be encouraging believers, and you think about what a statement of faith for him to be ministering to Gentiles when he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. He was steeped in religious tradition and he gave up all of that. And he said, I count it all as garbage. Some translation says, say, I count it all as dung. Well, imagine if you got up today and if I got up today and I said, you know what? Everything I know and everything I think I know, it is all garbage compared to the all-surpassing joy of serving Jesus Christ and putting out there whenever and however I can that, hey guys, the promise of Christ is for everyone. Oh, talk about being renewed in your strength, not living in the world system, not living in the religious system, but living in his perfect will. Stay with me in Ephesians 3, and I'm going to read verse uh, 10 through 12 out of the English Standard Version. He goes on to say, so that the church, so that the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was act, this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So he says, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. So Paul, in this letter to the church at Ephesus, he's saying, I am a minister of the gospel. He says, I'm called by the gift of grace, which we are all called by the gift of grace. And he says, you know, I'm the least of all of these, but God gave it to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And he says, you know, so that through the manifold wisdom of God, that it's made known to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. And he says this, we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him, meaning Christ Jesus. Think about that. Boldness and confidence. So first, it's that the promise of Christ is for everybody, and that builds our strength. That gives us perfect purpose. When you think, well, I can't go to work one more day, like I can't do this one more time. I don't want to do one more load of laundry, right? Because the tasks, the obligations, the chores, 
I mean, I thought chores were just something I would do, like, when I was a teenager. I don't think I realized that, like, adult life is, like, lots of chores. And I get to the place that I think, you know, if I have to do one more load of laundry. But when I realize that I'm living for more than just me and what I see in front of my face, because remember, we're sheep. We can only see about six feet in front of us. There's a whole large grand design going on by the creator of this universe and he lets us be a part and he says okay so if you give yourself to just your chores and just your job and just the things even the good things you're going to get drained of strength but if you really get that the promise of Christ is for everyone and that God is not slow in keeping any of his promises but that he's giving time and space for people to repent, there's strength in that. He's not slow. He's not slack. He didn't forget about us. He sees us. And then Paul says, look, you don't have to be all discouraged for my sake. You don't have to lose heart. He says, we have boldness and courage, confidence in who Christ is. So look at the world for just a moment and all of its madness Look even at parts of the body of Christ and all of the madness, all of the tradition, the religiosity, the legalism, the judgment, who gets in, who gets out. We do it this way. They do it that way. That's all real. And on some level, we, you know, we have to acknowledge that. But to steep yourself in that is to lose strength. It's to lose perspective. But what Paul says here, in Christ, we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So truth number two is we have boldness and confidence through Christ. So when we see people and you know, it is, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just really tired. I'm fine. I'm really busy. I'm worn out. Oh, I'm on that list too. I think that I say that and I have to remind myself, no, I have strength in who Christ is. I don't have to, while I acknowledge what goes on in the world and I'll read some of the news so I could be somewhat informed of how crazy it is on any given day. I am tapped into who Jesus Christ is. And that he is renewing me every day as I ask and seek and obey. And that he is giving me his strength that I have boldness and confidence in who he is. I am not depending on the next news report to make or break my day. Because I don't know whose day would be made over the news. But I know a lot of people whose days are broken over the news. A lot of people mad, yelling at the TV throwing their remotes at the TV. Oh, the whole world is gone, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you're looking at just the world, all of that is happening. But there's so much more than what we see. And if you, wherever you are right now, at home, work, in your car, maybe listening to the audio file, but, uh, wherever you are, if you just even get just a little taste of, I have access to Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, 
through him I have boldness and confidence. I have access. I can pray to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't need anybody necessarily down here on earth to do anything for me. My life isn't dependent on any single thing on this earth. Now, is it nice to get good news on this earth? Well, sure. A job offer, a great sale, right? A weekend trip, a getaway. All of those things are wonderful. And I'm not saying that, you know, we just turn off all of that. What I'm saying is that eternally speaking, in our perspective, in our hearts and in our minds, we gain strength when we realize we are not just here tired, bummed out, little paupers. We're not just the marginalized Christians that, oh, those people out there on the left or the right or the middle don't like us. It doesn't matter if they like us. We love them. We pray for everybody. The Bible says we pray for our enemies. We have boldness and access to Jesus Christ with confidence. Not a maybe, not a hope so. Not if my prayer is long enough and not if it checks all the right boxes. Sometimes the best prayer is just Jesus help. Sometimes the best prayer is Without your help, God, I can't do this one more day. There's something about that raw honesty and grit that when we will let that flow before the Father, He will come in and He will recharge us with strength. Now, maybe not that moment. So I want to say that because I know people used to say that. And then like I would go home and I would pray and I would like say amen. And I would think, okay, so everything's going to change now. But no, I was still tired and disgusted right that moment. But what I had was faith. I had faith. I had confidence that no matter what it looks like or it seems like in my personal circumstances or in the world at large, I have confidence and I have courage and I have boldness. We're not going before God as beggars. We go before him as his children, as heirs and joint heirs. Oh, you all talk about strength. Paul is saying to this church at Ephesus in this chapter three, Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart because you see me imprisoned. Don't lose heart because you see yourself being marginalized. Don't lose heart. You have boldness, confidence, access to Christ. I mean, if I tried to call a major CEO right now, which I'm not going to do, but if I was going to, I'm quite sure I wouldn't be able to get through, right? Right? Because the gatekeeper, they're, they're like, no, we don't know who you are, Monica Schmelter. No, no, no. But at any point in the day, whether it's just a quiet prayer, whether it's I'm all by myself in the car and it's a really loud prayer, because sometimes I do that, the creator of the universe hears me because I am coming to him in the name of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. I pray even right now as you are listening or you're watching that you are gaining strength because you are surrounding yourself with the truth of God's word. And Paul is clear here, do not lose heart. So I say to you in your personal life and in your circumstances, stay strong. Don't lose heart over what The news that you hear over a diagnosis, over anything, acknowledge it, pray about it, do all the things that you can, 
and life in a fallen world, but do not lose heart. Do not lose your faith, which has great reward. Do not throw away your confidence in Christ. Stand strong, be bold. In these really challenging times, God is looking for a remnant of people to stand up and say, I am not ashamed to be counted. I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it has the power to save. So don't lose heart. And then skip with me down to verse uh, 14 in Ephesians 3. And there's this prayer for spiritual strength. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So truth number three is pray for strength. Because the first thing, right, that any of us ask, well, yeah, so strength, like, so how do I get that? So how do I be strong, like, when I feel like everything is breaking around me, relationships are failing, I have more month than money. I've got this diagnosis that I can't even pronounce the name, much less understand the course of treatment. Again, all of that is real. I believe that as his children, we don't have to live in denial or not acknowledge what's happening. But what we don't do is steep ourselves in that. And Paul is saying in these verses, I pray that you will be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking all supernatural here, not anything that we necessarily can see or make a how-to list. Like I'm going to get strong, so I'm going to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and check that box and be like, okay, so I'm sore. And so if I keep doing this, I'm going to get stronger. It's not that with God. We're not called to a formula. There is not a how-to. There is not a three steps. What does he say? Pray. Prayer is supernatural. Prayer for us as human beings is that a mere human being made in the image of God, we cry out verbally or not verbally, a silent prayer, and we ask the creator of the universe to step in and to help us and to strengthen us. God, I see all of the madness. God, I've got a lot of heartbreak in my life. I'm still not healed up after the divorce or car repair bill is too big. Can't go pick the car up. All of those things are real again, but we tap into the supernatural by prayer and we ask God, strengthen me in my inner man with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's all supernatural. I mean, we can say those words. What does that mean? Oh, when you, when you pray and when we get those moments of being strengthened, there aren't even words always to explain that. But he says to be strengthened in our inner man 
to pray for strength and to see the height, the width, the the depth, the breadth of his all-surpassing love. Whatever you are facing today, big mess, little mess, the unexpected, the unwelcome, the unwanted, all of that, right? Pray for strength. Just a couple of weeks ago, we got this great big bill from the water company and they sent us a little letter and it said, we think you've got a water leak. And so go to our website, follow our troubleshooting tips. So we did that. And uh, best we could tell from the troubleshooting tips, the water leak was outside. So we called this company that came highly recommended. You all, yeah, they said, yeah, you got a leak. Yeah, it's leaking a gallon a minute. I'm like a gallon a minute. You'd think it'd we're searching through the house like we can't find anything. So we call this company and they say they're bringing their brand new latest and greatest equipment to find this leak. Remember, we're talking about strength. A water leak, the bill itself can wear you out. Well, they say the leak is in the garage. So they jackhammer up our garage floor. They take out drywall. Two days later, guess what? That's not where the leak was at all. No. Leak is not there. They're like, well, we can put your garage floor back together, but we don't repair drywall. And my husband's like, oh, you don't have to know how to repair drywall, but someone from your company or you hire somebody, you're fixing my drywall. We're still not completely fixed. We're going to be fixed. But all I'm saying is the trials of this life can wear us out if we don't intentionally stay in the presence of God if we don't understand that the promise of Christ is for everyone, all this passing of time and all the slowness that we think, it's so more people have a chance to repent. And then he tells us that we are to pray for strength. He says, don't lose heart. So acknowledge whatever it is that's going on in your life. That's very important. Understand that through Christ, you have boldness, you have confidence. Whether it's the water leak in my garage or the diagnosis, whatever. Well, actually, the water leak's not in my garage, but we thought it was there. Whatever it is, acknowledge who Jesus Christ is. Understand that you have boldness, you have confidence, you have courage because of Jesus Christ. You are not out of luck. You're not depending on luck. Luck has nothing to do with the believer. And then to pray for strength. And while you may prefer a how-to, don't trade the how-to for the supernatural power of prayer. When you pray, you're talking to the creator of the universe who loves you and calls you by his name and has made you right as without a single fault when you come into his presence. So the strength that I'm talking about today can't be earned in a gym by working out. It's not a how-to. It's supernatural strength from God the Father that he gives us in Jesus Christ, his son. And that kind of strength will take you from glory to glory through every single trial with total and complete victory. So hold on to his strength. Today's truth is the strength that you need for whatever you're facing is only found, can only be found in Jesus Christ. We will put up all the notes in the scriptures for today. 
on the website, monicaschmelter.com. There will be a section in the online extras so you can get this and study it and keep it in your heart. Remember, be strong in Christ. I'm out of time. Goodbye and God bless you. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.